The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. sent disciples to the Lord. Are you the Christ or will there be another? Jesus spoke the answer unto them. He said, go tell John again. Go tell John again. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. So go tell John again, go tell John again The dumb they sing, the deaf they hear The minds renewed, they are thinking clear Blessed are they who my words do not offend Till the prison's empty, go tell John again Does it seem you're locked in a prison? Doing time and getting nowhere there Revelation brings the needed answer Jesus' words still echo loud and clear He said, go tell John again Go tell John again The blind see, the lame walk The lepers are cleansed and the dead are raised And the poor have the gospel them. So go tell John again, go tell John again The dumb they say, the deaf they hear the Minds renewed, they are thinking clear Blessed are they who my words do not offend Till the prison's empty, go tell John again Blossom as the rose Waters break out Springs in a dry land When a word in season's fitly told Go tell John again Go tell John again The blind see The lame walk The lepers are cleansed And the dead are raised And the poor have The gospel preached to them 
John again. The dumb they see, the deaf they hear, the minds renewed, they are thinking clear. Blessed are they who my words do not offend. Till the prison's empty, go tell John again. Oh, go tell John again. Go tell John again. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. Go tell John again. Go tell John again. The dumb they sing, the deaf they hear, the minds renewed, they are thinking clear. Blessed are they who my words do not offend. Till the prison's empty, go tell John again. Though the prison's empty, go tell John again. We're going to be talking today about serving the Lord and being faithful to Him and what it means to have Jesus as the Lord of our life and that as He becomes the Lord of our life, then He's totally committed to us. He gave His life for us. The Bible says, He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That is, we become in Christ at the new birth, receiving him as our Lord, then he becomes the Lord of our life. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus, and we have a new master. God is our Father. Jesus is our Lord. The Holy Spirit comes to live in us. The Holy Spirit does a work in our lives. Romans 5, 5, that he has shed abroad in our hearts his love by that work of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And as we begin to commit to the Lord and we begin to grow, our thoughts are on other people coming in to receive all these good things that we have. Receiving Jesus as the Lord of our life, we're happy to tell about that. We're enthused about that. And we want to tell other people about Jesus and about how he can come into their life and make their life good here on this earth. And of course, then heaven is also waiting for us. We have heaven on earth, and then we have heaven in heaven waiting on us. So we're going to all get together and keep on preaching and teaching and proclaiming the good things of God. And sometimes you don't just tell it once, but you tell it again and again. You know, when you make somebody your Lord, you submit everything you have and everything you are to this person. And you serve this person wholeheartedly. And when that person says, go, you go. If that person says, sit down, you sit down, or stand up, then you stand up, and that's what it means to call someone Lord. When Jesus becomes your Lord, you subject yourself or submit yourself to Jesus in every way. You give him your attention, you give him your time, your talents, your ambitions, your desires. You surrender your entire person and life to him. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 and 20 that ye are not your own, ye are bought with a price. And that price was the blood of Jesus. Jesus gave his all for us. He shed his blood at Calvary for the remission of our sin. We accepted him as our Savior. We became committed to God through and by the shed blood of Jesus and we no longer belong to ourselves. Now we belong to God. Ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. 
We are called to make decisions all along the way. Uh, We had to make a decision, first of all, to receive Jesus. Then after receiving Jesus, we just kind of enjoy the aura of that moment and of the presence of the Lord. And he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But then we began to make decisions. And decisions are actually commitments. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, hope deferred uh, brings wonderment and confusion. But I'll tell you, when you actually make a decision and a commitment, then it's just something about that. Godliness is great gain. Uh, That's a thing that is godly is to keep committing yourself to the Lord. Keep talking to him, telling the Father, you are my God, my Father, you're my refuge, my fortress, my God, and you do I trust. I reliantly lean upon you, O God, my Father. I'm glad you're my Father. I'm glad I'm your child. I'm glad to be in your family. And you can count on me, Father. You know, faithfulness to God brings increase. As we would read briefly for a few moments here in Acts chapter 6, we're going to read verses 1 through 4 and then pick out verse 7 and 8 and also read those two verses. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. You know, we have an example here of the disciples selecting seven men to assist them in overseeing a particular area of ministry. This particular one was distributing food and clothing to the widows. The ministry duties the twelve had been involved with, they were doing all this, and these were necessary things that they were doing. These activities were of God, but these particular duties were taking a great deal of their time when really, you know, when the calling of God is to preach and to teach and to feed spiritually, then you can almost get caught up in uh, some social areas, and these areas are important, they're not unimportant. But you can get so involved in doing religious duties then that you leave what it is you're really supposed to be doing that brought about the uh, flourishing and the explosion anyway. They needed time. The disciples, those that God was calling forth, they needed time for praying. It takes time to seek God. You know, there's just time where you think about God, and sometimes you can't really have a lot of busy activities while you're seeking God. There's times you can keep praying. You can pray while you're doing your work on your job and other things like that. But there comes times that that you need to be off and just praying alone and seeking God and just seeking him alone in that effort and doing God's further assignments and and receiving those instructions. The 12 never said that they would neglect the widows. They did feel these were uh, important, but uh, not more important than the word ministry that they were called to give out, that they were to perform. Acts relates in verse 3 that 
They chose these men to be of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Now, these men were to be well-tested and proven. They were to be men of integrity, men having a good reputation of following God and doing the ministry, men known to be faithful in the areas in which they were involved. And because it brings a great increase when we commit ourselves to faithfulness to God, the word of God increased, it says, the disciples multiplied. In other words, the church grew in number, people being saved, added to the church. Great wonders and miracles, healings among the people began to occur. And um, a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith and gave themselves then to, uh, to go into the ministry and to be faithful. Faithful servants working for God. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Let your voice come.